This is Dark Masic with Brutally Delicious, coming at you with a review of Twilight Force's brand new album at the heart of Wintervale. Now, let me introduce this by saying Twilight Force is certainly my favorite modern band. I grew up mostly listening to shit released before I was born, Megadeth and the like. After all, metal was not in the mainstream for most of the aughts. But here's a band that actually brought something new to the table. Some time ago, I think I was like 25 and my friends and I were getting our like quarter-life crises, there was a discussion we had of will we ever see a new movie, play a new video game, hear a new song that becomes our favorite, or are we now stuck in our ways? For the most part, the answer was no, as in nothing is ever going to top Return of the King or Star Wars or whatever else we liked. That said, the closest counterexample I had was Twilight Force. When they released Heroes of Mighty Magic in 2016, there was nothing out there that sounded like it, and there still isn't. Yes, power metal and symphonic power metal existed beforehand, but nothing else could simultaneously be this rocking, this power metal, and also serve as the soundtrack to a Disney movie. That's a long-winded intro. We're going to do a track-by-track for this album. Starting off with the song Twilight Force. I've already had two months to digest this. It was released as a single in November. It's a really good representation of their style. Sounds a bit more like the first album than the two most recent ones. But the real standout here is that Conti really shines. He had really big shoes to fill after Christian left, and I think he's done a great job on this album. Track two, At the Heart of Wintervale. This is a really good track. The verses are kind of reminiscent of the song Gates of Glory, but holy shit, this chorus. This is something else. I actually think this is just wonderful composition. I'm going to go back to the Disney soundtrack thing. This thing will have you humming. Track three, Dragonborn. This is a strange style for them, but still unmistakably Twilight Force. I really like the groove and the chords, and the chorus, of course. Great vocals. But this song is danceable. I know I've said that before about a lot of bands like Battle Beast. I never in a million years thought I would describe Twilight Force that way. I want to call out that on the last chorus, which repeats, that's a common thing, the second time around has the double bass drumming kick in, and that is just such a nice use of a classic parlor trick in metal. Track four. Highlands of the Elder Dragon. Here's our first 10-minute song. We have at least one of these per album since Heroes of Mighty Magic. The refrain is really good. Reminds me of Blade of Immortal Steel, the 10-minute song on the last one. The middle section is good and very musical. It is kind of the third time we've gotten this after Blade of Immortal Steel and there and back again. Except this time there are no vocals there, so hey, you got me. The last chorus is really, really nice. Good payoff there. Track 5. Sky Knights of Aldaria. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. This is a fairly good, typical song for them. Sounds a bit like the Long Live the King, Thunder Sword, and maybe Riders of the Dawn style. Like one of the more not overly epic songs that they do. Except there's a blast beat during the chorus. Wow. Track six, A Familiar Memory. This is like 50 seconds long. It's a really nice interlude that is a tavern style rendering of Flight of the Sapphire Dragon. Track 7, Sunlight Night. This is the other single I've had a month or so to digest this one. This is equally great for Twilight Force fans or a level of a Mario Kart game. More really good vocals by Conti. Very proud of him and how he pulled this one off. They quote the Hallelujah Chorus at the very end. That's fucking gorgeous. There's a marimba breakdown in this song that is maybe a bit weird, but because I'm hearing it as like the soundtrack to a Mario Kart level, it, it works. <laughs> 
track eight, The Last Crystal Bearer. This is our second 10-minute song, and for most editions of the album, the last one. This really has a film score style to it. I know I brought up the Disney thing before, and I'm just going to keep reiterating that. The other band in this scene that often gets compared to film scores is Rhapsody. I think this is far different. I think it's far more optimistic and uplifting. They both make you want to grab a sword, but Rhapsody feels like saving the kingdom from impending doom. This one feels like finding your calling in life. There's a guest vocalist here that is not Joachim Broden or Fabio Leone. It's a woman. I don't know who this is. It doesn't sound like Simone Simons. It's not Nora from Battle Beast. It's none of the obvious players, as far as I can tell. Definitely not Britney Slays. I hope I don't have to eat words here. I asked on the Twilight Force Discord, and I was told, wait a week. This song is very epic, of course. It's 10 minutes long, and I think it's a great continuation of that style. We've already had something like four of these in the past, including this album. Counting in my head, there and back again, Heroes of Mighty Magic, Blade of Immortal Steel, and the Highwinds one from earlier. This one does not feel tired. I know I brought up with Highwinds of the Elder Dragon that the middle section felt a little long in the tooth. This one feels fresh. I bet it'll benefit from repeat listenings. Then I'm going to review one of the bonus tracks, The Sapphire Dragon of Arcane Might. Here's another track of tavern-style pieces of some of their classics, the obvious two being present in the title, Battle of Arcane Might and Fight the Sapphire Dragon. Also, there and back again, I think that's it. It's really nice just to hear sort of like MTV Unplugged versions of this. I think the songs translate really well. You can tell that there's great compositional skill going into this. Overall, definitely happy with this album. I think it was a step up from Dawn of the Dragon Star. I would put this second after Heroes of Mighty Magic. I believe that's considered blasphemy in a lot of circles, but I think that album is truly magical. But it's so much better than I would have expected a band like this to put out for a fourth album. Quick story, Twilight Force played 70,000 tons of metal in 2019. I ran into one of them, I think it was Aaron Deer, and asked them whether they would consider playing There and Back again. And apparently they crossed it out 10 minutes before they went on stage, but they said they'd play it on their next US tour, which hasn't happened since then. It's been four years. Come back, guys. I will buy out every ticket for the New York show if I have to. Please, tour! Rock on. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>